The Artist Life Podcast is brought to you by Real Creative Heart. Heavy the head that reps the crown. With love, your greatness is found. So rep your crown. Live from Buffalo, Art is Life. Welcome to the Art is Life podcast with your host, Russell C. Holt, where we sit down with artists from all career fields and we discuss their perspectives on their art and what it means to them in life. So sit back, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of Artist Life. So thank you for joining me again. Um, I'm your host, Russell C. Holt. Um, and today I am joined by another close personal friend I would like to call. Um, he's a mentor, a teacher, a friend, um, and a working professional actor. And um, among other things, director, um, like I said, teacher, um, just overall good person to have in your corner. <laughs> Um, he was named one of the uh, top 25 uh, best character actors um, by, I believe it was Vulture. Um, I think it was 32. Or, oh, 32? But Either it's a way. great number. <laughs> yeah. Any number. It'll be in that number. Yeah. It'll be in that number. For sure, for sure. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you. Um, he's been in many movies. Um, he's been on Broadway um, for years. Um, you might have known him as Bono in Fences on Broadway, as well as in the uh, movie with Denzel and Viola Davis. Um, he's been in Lady Bird, um, Manchester by the Sea, um, Lincoln, just a, a number of blockbuster movies. Um, it's pretty much safe to say, like, if he's in it, it's probably going to be a good movie. Um, <laughs> and he has another one coming out um, in October 1st. Uh, it's called Dune, uh, sci-fi uh, book. Um Forgot the name of the art, the author, but I'm currently reading it right now. Frank Herbert. So, uh, was it? Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert, yes. So that will be coming out October 1st, um, and he is in that. Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson. I uh, thank you. I uh, thank you. I uh, thank you. And I, but I would have to re correct one thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, 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 Bono is a cat that's in a great rock group called U2, and he's a great oh. philanthropist and uh, humanitarian. Bono, Bono is uh, a character in August Wilson's Fences. That's my bet. But, uh, but that's better. that's I, I don't mind whenever that no, that mistake gets made. A lot of places, man. So don't 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 feel bad about. It. But it gives me a chance to mention you too, mm -hmm. and it gives me a chance to mention nice, August nice. Wilson. Name drop, name drop. <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining me today. Um, so pretty much just wanted to you know just. To get it started, you know, tell, you know, just a brief summary about, like, who you are, like, what got you into the art of acting. Well, you know, every day of my childhood got me into the art of acting. <laughs> Mainly my brother, uh, my brother had a lot to do with it. And the family that I ended up uh, growing up in the house, because I didn't grow up with my parents. I grew up with uh, foster parents. Uh, it was a term that was used at that time. Uh, they say guardians or whatever, but they just took me in. It wasn't anything formal. It wasn't no adoption. They saw that there was uh, one child out on the street at on the sidewalk with a dirty diaper. And a dirty diaper is not just wet. Mm -hmm. A dirty diaper is full of shit. Mm -hmm. okay? 
So, uh, but anyhow, they took me in at one time when they thought that was a, too young a child to be out on the sidewalk trying to play with the other kids, you know, <laughs> like that. And, uh, and, and then finally made a deal with my mother that she had more than she could handle. And, uh, so I, I stayed with them, but my brother was, uh, was five years older than me. He was deaf and, uh, and he was going to school, regular school and, uh, uh, uh they were making fun of him and all that kind of stuff. So anyhow, my grandfather would take us down to Oklahoma in the summer to know our other people. And I had an aunt, uh, uh, we would say ain't, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it was my aunt, yeah. uh, little, but we called her ain't little. And ain't little, uh, she knew that my brother was having a hard time in school. So she devised this plan to raise money for him to go to a regular school mm-hmm. and um, to a school for the deaf. And uh, so I had to memorize the Lord's Prayer in the 23rd Psalm. And he learned to sign the Lord's Prayer in the 23rd Psalm. And um, uh, he was 12 and I was seven. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, uh, so I was doing it pretty much by rote. You know, Mm -hmm. our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And he was pretty much signing it by rote. And then she gave him this pep talk. She gave him a really good director's talk where she said, you know, um, if you get, if, if we raise enough money for this, you'll be able to go to school with people like yourself. You'll be able to excel. You'll be able to show everybody how smart you are and what you can do. And they can go on and do whatever you want in your life. And um, so he bought it. And then he started signing, man, like he was dancing, like the Temptations or, you know, yeah. Isadora Duncan or something. He was moving with such smooth grace. And, but I could see it in his eyes that he he had that super objective. Mm-hmm. He, he said this this one act, this small act could lead to larger things. <laughs> and so I then tied into him because I love my brother. I tried to put something in my voice that was akin to what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. So I know when I look back at it, that that was the beginning of my connecting to dramatic literature and to playing an action and trying to, 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 and to knowing that speech is an action. It's not something you're saying only, it's something you're doing with words something you're trying to do or accomplish, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so that, I, I, I kind of tagged that as an early beginning. Uh, and then I, poetry was something that I always loved. Mm-hmm. As, soon as, I, as soon as I got turned on to poetry, I was in it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was a romantic. So right. as soon as I got turned on to poetry, I fell in love. Right. You know what I mean, I'd be, I'd be wanting to write something to a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going right, to say right. something. Because uh, uh, that's why you become an actor. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know, uh, this girl's name was Rita Stewart in case, I mean, she knows too, she knows, she knows, it was a great school, and she was going into this room, I think to be, it was a time, you know, and I, I didn't know that that's the room you went in if you wanted to be in this talent show, and she went in one door, and I went in following her, and then next thing I know, she just snuck out the back door, and I'm up in there, and I'm, you know, so, but I ended up being in the, Pantomiming a song in in, in grade school, mm-hmm. and I got uh, uh, I got nice with that, and then got with some other cats, and we would do that, and um, and and then but the poetry uh, uh, kind of led me, and by high school, mm-hmm. I was in my first play was a miracle worker, mm-hmm. uh, I played Helen Keller's brother, 
And it was something poetic justice about that, and my brother being deaf and me playing James Keller and mm -hmm. the Miracle Worker. And uh, and then it was on, man. Once right. I did one play in high school, yeah. that was it, man. You know. So would you say that's when it officially the acting bug bit you, as they say? Yeah, that, yeah. It's the first time I did a play, mm -hmm. the acting bug bit me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it as a career path. Okay. Uh, I saw it as something that I would always want to be in when the school did it, you mm -hmm. know. But my my vision of what what profession or what, what one did mm -hmm. did not yet reach the thing of that. But then again, my brother uh, who used to take me also to movies, he would come over because I said I grew up in one, one part of town. I grew up on the Kansas side of Kansas City and he grew up on the Missouri side. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, But he when he started liking movies he would come get me and he could only read the lips of the things he saw on the screen. So he would ask me after we see a movie, um, "Hey Stevie, what was what was going on here?" Because and I got this picture, this abstract thing that he was seeing when he saw a movie, because he got it in pieces. Mm -hmm. He he knew what he saw and he could he knew what the dialogue was for what he was looking at, but there were lines that came from off stage. There were there were pieces that he didn't quite you know mm -hmm. get, and uh, so I started acting it out for him. Uh, in the evenings, and that's when I, I think I started to understand that these um, things that were plays that you could do anywhere, mm -hmm. you know, in your neighborhood, you know, that that it had this, the, you know, that that was that connected to that, and so, uh, but but I got a chance uh, when um, uh, this teacher in high school was a history teacher. I used to travel with and do uh, narratives of slave narratives and poems from the Harlem Renaissance and all that kind of stuff. When he was teaching black history, I would go along and do, um, he had, you know, dramatic sort of thing. Cause he, right, would, right. he would lecture for a while and he said, okay, Steve, now do yeah. a poem from blah, 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 you mm -hmm. know. And, uh, so I learned a lot, a lot of, uh, 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 history, uh, back then and, uh, um, a lot about the, the Renaissance and, um, and uh, but when he found out that I, I didn't I wasn't planning on going to college uh, mm -hmm. that I that I didn't have any plans, he sent me to Lincoln University in Jefferson City, Missouri, uh, founded by the Black Cavalry uh, back in the day. It was a you know historically black institution, and I did a year there as a stage crafter. I was a theater major and a political science and math really mm -hmm. well what I went to school in, but. Um, uh, but I was I, I, I was still doing plays, yeah. and then I auditioned for the Juilliard School mm -hmm. that first year of college at, at Lincoln U, and and it was on. No, once I got into New York, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> New York and the Juilliard School yeah. was the first year, right? right. So you got to kind of say, well, I guess I'm on a career path, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, so that that's when yeah. you said this could be a career. This could that. be for real, for real, yeah. you know. And I was kind of at Lincoln. I was thinking. I was in all these plays, but I was, I mean, I was good in math, and I was, had it, it was a land-grant school, so you had to take ROTC, mm -hmm. so I had, and it was during the war, you know, so, so uh, you know, it was also the idea to, to complete that uh, in ROTC and come out with, with a, a rank in that, and so I had all those kind of visions, but mm -hmm. once... Once I got derailed and got into New York mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and was in a, a, a conservatory, mm -hmm. 
uh, I, that was it. I said, right. "Don't try this." You know? So you were so prior to the Juilliard and stuff. So if Juilliard and stuff wasn't, if that didn't work out, you were planning on going to the military. Is it? Well, I was always. I mean, like I say, I, I you had to be in ROTC right, right, right. to go to okay, okay. A, a land grant. This this particular land grant college mm-hmm. at, at H, H, uh, BCU. And uh, 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 so I I would have of necessity gone that full route because mm-hmm. it was re- a very good chance that I would have gone in the military anyway. I mean, I would have been drafted. Right, so, right. Yeah. So this was a chance to stay for four years and come out with rank. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably that's what I would have done. And I would have, I, I think, probably gotten back to uh, mm-hmm. uh, theater, uh, uh, you know, after I finished that. But... Um, but I had something, I had another teacher, a great teacher named Gloria Terrell. She was just one of the greatest. And she had uh, directed me in uh, Raising in the Sun. And, um, and uh, also I was in a production of Blues from Mr. Charlie with her. Mm-hmm. That she was in it, Profe- uh, semi-professional, you know, in the community in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Not, not, you know, not, not in school. Mm-hmm. I had done a couple of plays that were out of school. And... Um, and so she was the one who found out that there was an audition for the Juilliard School mm-hmm. and sent me to Chicago to, uh, her and her husband sent me to Chicago to audition. And um, and I got in. And, and the rest, rest it, is what they yeah, say, yeah, history. Yeah, the rest is, rest is history or comedy one. Yeah. <laughs> history, comedy, tragedy, yeah. historical, you know, all, all of that. the above. Yeah. So, um you're say so you mentioned um you had a couple of teachers that st- steered you in the right direction and you yourself are a teacher or were a teacher or are continuing to be a teacher just in life um do you is did you use that as like because you had people look out for you do you take that into consideration when you're like start when you look out because you you help a lot of fellow you know, up and coming. oh absolutely uh, um you know um I never would have been able to do what I've been able to do if it weren't for people who could do it just as well as I, but had a ceiling that they hit. Mm-hmm. And what they decided to do rather than just be, um, uh, you know, as they say, what happens to a dream deferred? Mm-hmm. Does it fester and drive like, uh, or does it explode? What they did was to craft a way to help others to to fly the distance that they weren't able to fly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I always recognized anybody that was sitting in that position that uh, that, that that didn't have access to mm-hmm. a certain kind of uh, knowledge uh, uh, at, at a level. So, yeah, always passing it on, yeah. always passing it on, man. That's what we learned that. You didn't have to go to school to learn that. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but for, for you, I would, I mean, I don't know what you think, but as far as your ceiling, I think you're, you haven't hit your ceiling. You're, I think you're still exceeding, especially like in the film industry for sure. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Like, how do you even think about that type of stuff? Or I care? tell you, uh, uh, there is a, a, a play called Ceremonies in Dark Old Men that Lonnie Elder III wrote. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I, I played that part in in, 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 in college, uh, the School of the Arts in North Carolina. And there's a line from an old blues song that says, 
I've had my fun if I don't get well no more. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that about where I am is that, uh, yeah, I, I there may be some rooms high up in the building that I haven't been in yet, but yeah, but you're good. But man, I'm good. I've had my fun if I don't get well yeah. no more. And uh, uh, it does. I must say, and what you you are aware of, each year. I'm surprised at the next thing that comes right, my way. Right, you know, right, I yeah. had some things this year uh, uh, that with uh, with um, Dune mm -hmm. and uh, Devs and uh, Halle Berry's movie. Oh man, uh, Bruised, and then Jennifer Lawrence's film. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and now uh, 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 also got something. Uh, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you yeah. know, uh, 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 that at least it's it's on the rail right now. Yeah. By the time you broadcast this, I guess it might be done. Yeah. But that's the next gig that I've got on the docket, mm -hmm. and um, uh, it is it's very good for a publication like Vulture to say mm -hmm. you're one of the thirty-two character Act actors yeah. and so on and so forth because suddenly people believe that right. and so you get some jobs yeah. you know what I mean because uh, uh, I, I, I so enjoyed working with Greta Gerwig on uh, um, is, that, uh, like, is that Lady Bird? Lady, Lady Bird, Bird yeah. and, and, uh, and, and and you know I mean I, the thing is when people think enough of you to ask you to do something you know because I've auditioned for some jobs that I got that I'm very glad about like like mm -hmm. like, like Mono in, in, uh, in Fences but the times that I got asked, um, like like I met, I met Steven Spielberg on the set of Lincoln. I never right, met right. him before. I I was I already had the job. I was going to my costume fitting. And yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. But that's because of Tony Kushner, uh, uh, you know, who wrote uh, Angels in America, the great playwright, mm -hmm. who was a big fan of Aldous Wilson and saw all of Aldous plays in New York. And, uh, and that I was in, and he uh, he he wrote a role with me in mind mm -hmm. for for that film of Lincoln, and then to get to work with Daniel Day, uh, uh, those kinds of things. But but it, it's because of every step you took mm -hmm. before, right? That leads you to be in right. that spot, and right, uh, right. and that there was some wild steps, yeah. you know, when I was working in Indiana and Oklahoma yeah. and Kansas and Missouri, you know. Yeah. So do do you do you think of yourself as a character actor? Do you look into, or do you just think of yourself as an actor? You know, just like no. You know? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I I absolutely think of myself as a character actor. Uh, but even when I did my first lead role uh, in in New York, which is the first, I mean, that was, I guess it was 2015. Uh, yeah, when we did... Uh, I think uh, that was the first year that we met, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I just did uh, Between Riverside and Crazy. Mm -hmm. And the first time I did a principal role, principal character in a play... Uh, it, it, we did it and it moved and, and the playwright won the Pulitzer mm -hmm. for that play uh, and uh, I was so proud to be leading that particular ensemble because mm -hmm. you know whether you're playing the lead or a supporting role you're in an ensemble right. and so that's what I always love being part of so yeah I, I, I consider myself a character actor and sometimes there are what they call character leads because all mm -hmm. the leads aren't always 
you know, handsome leading men like yourself, my brother. <laughs> you know, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, there's a character lead. There's a role yeah, yeah, like Marty sure. in the old right. days. Or, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be uh, at the age I am working with Timothy Chalamet, you mm -hmm. know, and to have a really fr great friendship with John David Washington mm -hmm. and uh, to know, uh, uh, I mean, there's so many uh, Lucas Hedges and and, and uh, Brother uh, Sanders uh, uh, that did... Uh, oh, Ashton Sanders? Ashton. Yeah, yeah I, just, I actually just finished watching that, the Wu-Tang Saga, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we did yeah. we did a, a movie together before that. Okay, you know? nice, nice. And, uh, very nice, brother. It's wonderful to meet these really respectful young artists who are out there who, uh, it amazes you because you, yeah. you think they only know the big shots and then they come and give you props like... Right. And they'd be so young, and it's like they're so mature and wise at their age. It's yeah. like crazy. And, and you know, I went to an event that was to honor Denzel, a uh, uh, lifetime achievement thing, which is so worthy of. And uh, to be there and see, and, and, and uh, Chadwick was there, and, and Michael B. was there, and... Uh, Oh man, they, you know, they were, uh, the everybody. Was there. Yeah, everybody was there, <laughs> you know. I think Sterling was there too. I, I've been in Sterling K. Brown's company and Mahershala, great brother. But to see these cats and they all, you know, look over and say, hey man, what's happening, mm -hmm. man? You know, know, know you from right. back, you know. Uh, it's, 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 it's great. It's great. And speaking on that, um, with having, you know, honoring the, um, Denzel with all these other black, amazing actors, um, uh, where back before it was like everyone, all the black actors had to fight for the one role or one or two mm -hmm. roles and stuff like that. But now you see it's more, uh, progressed now where you can have multiple leads and multiple stars in, um, show like what, what do you think about that like what does that mean like for the world of just in outside of the world as well as the world of like acting and artistry well you know uh for me um an actor getting cast in a role is not necessarily social progress mm -hmm. the story that actor is cast in mm -hmm. that's the thing and that's why i love the fact that there are more roles for African-American men and women because the stories are being told. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many important stories of uh, 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 that, that African-Americans have contributed mm -hmm. to the world in which we are. And then there's so many great fictionals, there's so many great stories that African-American writers have written mm -hmm. that are, are coming to the screen. So the the they 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 had to get us right, 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 right. <laughs> they had to come get us right but but we always been there mm -hmm. see that's the thing there were uh, when you talk about a few roles that everyone played that happened mm -hmm. and then there were a few times that producers would do an all black version of something primarily you know it was it was a financial decision but also that it was a financial decision because they knew. All that talent was out there. Yeah, because you see, a, you, you're starting you know? to see a lot of remake. Like um, they're about to uh, the Wonder Years, about to have an all black cast. Um, what did they just do? Was it All in the Family? They did all black. 
I don't know. I don't know that. It was another one. It was another all that. But but the point I'm saying, back in the day, they mm-hmm. did it way back. Oh yeah. Because they do an Anna Lucasta that was like an Anna Christie, or they do a, oh, like the Wiz, a, you know, or, or Carmen Jones, mm-hmm. the Wiz, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. They did it not because they knew they could make a buck off of it, but they also knew that they could make a buck off of it because there was all that talent mm-hmm. that wasn't working. Right. Lloyd Richards used to say that when they would ask him, oh, Lloyd, you did this show, the cast of A Raisin in the Sun, the people, everyone in it was such a great, great performance. How did you do it? He said, well, they're all out of work, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's why. And, and at the time, I was talking with him, and I worked with Lloyd. He was saying, I wouldn't be, I could get a cast together, he said, but whether or not I could get that caliber of cast together now, mm-hmm. it, because a lot of them would be working, he said, but I would be willing to work with the ones who are on their way to right. being that that right. character, right. that right. caliber of performer, you know. Yeah. You got to get a chance mm-hmm. to, yeah. to work, you right. know, in order to, to hone your craft. Right, right, right. And, you know, sometimes that could be a struggle, um, for up and coming artists and actors, um, so what would you suggest, or like, what, what would you, what would your advice be for those those actors that are trying to break in but see, can't seem to get the to get those shots to meet those Lloyd Richards, Lloyd Richards, or you know those type of people that are well, looking for those, you know. I mean, I you know, it's such a different business for uh, people who are so much younger than I mm-hmm. and they're different ways but the, uh, first of all I would say t- take the job you know don't let there be a job that you say oh, I don't want to play that right you know? take the job and um, um, you know if, if if you don't get along with that person that director you don't have to work for them again mm-hmm. but uh, your second obligation is to keep the job so take the job and keep the job do the job if, if you didn't like them just don't work with them again but don't take a job and then get three or four days in and say, no, nah, this is not, I'm leaving it. You know, right. don't develop a, a, a story that, that follows you around. But I mean, if somebody does some insulting behavior to you, you know, you don't have to take no stuff. Right. But, but the thing is, take the job, find out also, cause, cause see regional theater was a place that I own my craft. Uh, but the, uh, but I was also in a company, a mm-hmm. regional company. They don't have as many regional companies. Mm-hmm. But also make sure that you're working at these black theaters. Make sure, you know, there are people who are going out there and they want to go right to Broadway or right to off-Broadway. And uh, uh, there are a lot of theaters across the country. So, you know, go work in those theaters. But also the filmmakers, the people who are in film school, mm-hmm. go out there and let them know, you know, that for real, for a piece of your film footage, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they can't pay you a whole lot, but uh, they can't pay you anything. Right. But get the experience. Go go do yeah. it. Because the contemporaries know that you're sitting next to the person that is going to give you a job in 10, 20 right. years. You know, right. people you go to school with. Right, exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Always networking and stuff. And it's also like trusting the process. And like, especially nowadays with social media and everything, you can get caught up comparing yourself and looking at someone else's quote on quote unquote success. success right. But it's not necessarily the success that you think it might be. Um, and then like when people like don't trust their process or don't really own their craft, stuff like that, when they get to that position, 
they either come up short, like they don't, because they wasn't preparing properly, or it's not what they wanted in the first, like they're not happy with, you know, the success that they got from um, that. So how important is it to really like be in love with your art and like really trust the process? Like really, and like not, how, like how can someone really like, really like not get caught up in all the other stuff, but really like focus on what they're trying to do? Well, you know, uh, um, look at those people who are where you want to get mm -hmm. and know their stories. Mm -hmm. um, the great Andre de Shields, and I say the great Andre de Shields, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you look and see uh, the excellence that he uh, exudes today and track back with him, you know, back, mm -hmm. you know, and ask, ask him, ask those people, ask Ask Viola Davis, ask, you know, uh, ask them, what, what, where did you start and all like that, you know, because they, whoever it is whose career you'd like to have something like, not that you want to be them, mm -hmm. but that you'd like to have that kind of, of uh, sway and clout and ability to produce mm -hmm. and so on and so forth, talk to them, go up and knock on the door. I mean, and, and I, some of them you can't get at. But a lot of them you can't. Right, right. And and they'd like to be able to help. You're, you, of course, are a prime example of that. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know. But, you but yeah, I mean, it's a tradition. And they, they, they would, you know, when you... But, and, and you know, um, Whoopi said something one time. It's so clear. This girl said, I want to be, be like you. I want to be you. And she says, but you got to be you. Mm -hmm. They don't, 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 don't. Uh, and this this whole notion of being a star, you know, first be an artist. Mm -hmm. Learn your craft. They say the, the career you seek may elude you. You know, I say this right. all the time. The career you seek may elude you. But the craft you seek is in your hand, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, like every painter knows that every time the sun comes up is another chance to play with color, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, so they they wait for the sunrise, and that's their teacher, the sunrise and paint yeah. and the canvas. Right. So uh, you you've got to seize every opportunity and make the most of it, and and uh, because. You don't know when you're going to be called, but you want to be ready when you are called. Right, you right, know? right, for you sure. You want to be ready when you're called. Yeah. Uh, and, and confidently ready. And if you stay ready, you yes, don't you have, have to, have to, to get, be, ready. get ready. That's right. <laughs> you want to be confidently ready, yeah. you know. Um, so, speaking of, you just dropped a lot of gems in there, but I also wanted to take uh, point out some gems that I took from you from watching um, your uh, interview uh, or watching from... Um, the documentary you were in for Netflix giving voice as well as um, the stuff you had said during the um, uh, commencement at North Carolina School of the Arts um, I wrote them down in my notes um, the one was I think you said it was from Lorraine Hansberry you have to be arrogant enough to, to think of yourself as an, an artist, artist. Yeah, yeah 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 um, and and that's not the arrogance that steps on people as you climb to the top but uh, an arrogance to say I, I, I am an artist mm -hmm. I can be an artist right. I just having that belief, belief in yourself in and yourself. confidence in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there are enough people who will tell you you're not. Right, exactly. exactly. Especially in, yeah, in, the, in, in the 
acting world in general where mm. you know you you're getting so many eyes on you from your peers as well as the audience stuff like that and yeah even family man family, family yeah. said who do you think you are right exactly what do you think how do you yeah. Go, yeah. Why, yeah. You know? in, in that documentary the one kid family like said yeah it's like it was like oh so you want you oh so you got to the finals oh it was, it was a fluke so yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's they, like you know documentaries <laughs> props stuff like that. and then the other thing um it was actually one of the students he had posted it from um something you had said i think it was a commencement as well it was fearless revolutionary optimism yeah yeah Could you speak more yeah, about well, yeah, yeah I guess that, that. that comes from amiri baraka and um um amiri uh he laid that on me when I asked him uh, uh, about how he had been a communist and a socialist and mm-hmm. a uh, dialectical materialist and a cultural nationalist and all the things. And I said, so where you at now, my brother? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm a revolutionary optimist because uh, in a world like we find ourselves today, optimism is a revolutionary act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he also made sure I knew, he said, the thing to pass on when you pass on your hard story, you pass on, there's some stories I used to tell, I don't tell no more since he told me that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody got a war story, man, mm-hmm. you know, and they got a scar they can show you, man. Right. Uh, but, uh, uh, and I don't mind sharing how bad I had it, but uh, I'm already there now. So, right. you know, what? what's this, but... But you gotta pass on that optimism. You gotta let them know the end of the story is, and then I failed. You know, the right. end, of, end of all the hard stories is, is what the sister wrote, and still I rise. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, make sure you pass on that optimism. But and but it, it's revolutionary optimism. It's not Pollyanna optimism. It's not. And I don't want to put nothing down, but it's not Disney optimism. Right, you know what right. I mean? It's not. It's yeah. not a. It's not play. It's not. It's it's revolutionary optimism, and that's what makes a revolutionary. Revolutionary is somebody who believes that change can happen. Mm-hmm. It's not somebody that says, "Oh man, only it's always about big money. Right. You know, nothing but big money. You know, they're gonna always buy somebody out. It ain't nothing but the, no. It's someone that says, even in the face of all this, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greatest revolutionary optimists I can think of is Bernie Sanders, man." Mm-hmm. Cat has been, you know, he said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a democratic socialist. Man, socialist, and they, but he, he, he fought at all those years, right. you know, because he understood what he meant, and he wasn't talking about anything that had to do with the Mussolini. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. He was just talking about the worker, the, you know, the average Joe, making sure, so, uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, revolutionary optimism, uh, and, and I tell you, uh, I'm, I'm glad you bring it up because I had some tough times this past year. I lost a lot of dear friends, man. Yeah. And uh, this 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 uh, this pandemic attests anybody's revolutionary optimism. Yeah. Uh, but um, and, and 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 when I was first asked to do the commencement address at, at uh, North Carolina School of the Arts, um, I was like, I don't know if I have enough joy at this moment. I don't know if I have enough optimism right. to pass on to a generation. And, you know, as I thought about it, and I thought about when I was there, mm-hmm. and I thought back, that that's the last time I was that low, that I was that, <laughs> that I didn't believe in myself and I didn't know well, how I'm going to put myself together after New York. And I, you know, they, 
and it was uh, the the social uh, the student services staff down there, and this great man uh, and his staff, and then and those students that welcomed me, and I became president of student government, yeah, and 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 was able to do things, and uh, uh, I, so I said, well, I gotta go because I gotta tell the story, right, of. Of how I got over how I got through the last tough time. We get through yeah. these tough times yeah. through service and yeah. uh, 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 others doing service and us finding out how we can serve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that that's all a part of that revolutionary optimism. And I didn't know, by the way, just the, that the gentleman I was speaking of who put together that staff, mm-hmm. I didn't know he was still with us. Oh, but man. after that speech, it, it someone sent it to him, and and since then I've talked with him. Nice. And he talked with me, and he said, "What you don't know is," he said, "You you said I was a champion that helped you with everything." He says, "It was you coming in the door with all those problems mm-hmm. that made me do my job." Right. You know, he said, right. he said, "He said no, I was I was like saying." Phew. This was the you, you you know you kept coming with stuff that was larger than than we right. had been dealing with you know right. what I mean? and uh, uh, and and he was such a great teacher and he says oh, I, I was I, this was the first year I taught yeah I, you know and I had no idea I mean because he was so great you know what yeah. I mean? so uh, we 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 uh, we help each other it's yeah. it's, uh, that's it's like how just it like goes. showing showing that you care being empathetic and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah um, so. You're an actor, you're a teacher. Um, those in itself could be two different art forms. Um, and you you had the opportunity to do both and continue to do both. Um, so just you want to talk about what is the art of teaching and the art of just being an artist or acting in general? Like, what does that mean to you? And like, what do you, what would you define it as for yourself? Well, you know, um, I'll search for these definitions because the question is asked, you know, sometimes, you know, as I always say, if you dissect a frog to learn about frog, it's not a frog anymore. If, if it can't hop and crawl, right. yeah. once you cut it all up in pieces, now, now, you know, you're doing it for the good cause. I understand that you want to help other frogs maybe or you want to you want to learn anatomy and and, and, and stuff so that you can be a doctor mm-hmm. but that particular frog is gone mm-hmm. and, you know as a frog right right so uh it's there's some things you don't want to analyze because you can analyze them away mm-hmm. but uh i do know uh that i had so many great teachers that when I heard, first time I heard the phrase, somebody say, well, those who can do and those who can't teach. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me, those are idiots saying that because only those who can teach should teach. Mm-hmm. You know, because teaching is really difficult. The patience it requires and the the, the, the dedication it requires and the precision it requires. Yeah. Uh, no, if you don't understand it, uh, the t- teachers, and they need to be rewarded, they need to be compensated, they need to be honored. And so I couldn't think of any profession other than medicine that is, is, is equally important to the health of the nation mm-hmm. and teaching, uh, you know, uh, uh, teaching and medicine, of course. Uh, but um, 
And because the other thing is also true, poor medicine, bad medicine, bad teaching, lies, teaching lies, mm -hmm. this is very detrimental to the country. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the art of teaching, uh, Lord, Lloyd Richards again, he said it best, he said, when I, he said, I, I realized that when I enjoyed teaching birds to fly as much as I enjoyed flying. Uh, and, and that's where it comes to the acting thing, because he too set out to be an actor in a time when he hit a ceiling and and uh, teaching it, he was asked to teach it by, by someone who said, you know, your career, he says, you're a great, you're a wonderful actor. I really, really love your work. That's why I want you to come to my school and teach because what you do, but you're not going to get the roles at the time. You know, you're not going to get them. It's just yeah. the world's not ready for you. But, uh, so he started teaching and, um, and one of his teachers was, one of his students was Poitier, you know, and yeah. one was uh, Diana Sands and, and Cicely Tyson, you know what I mean? So he had these students, right? Yeah. And so... so uh, essentially, that was kind of probably a better thing because you, you had... Uh, his you, contribution, you, yeah, you, you know, played it, it so all more seeds. I'm telling you, the creator, yeah. you know, the creator must know what was right because... But he, and he said, he, then what happened was, of course... He enjoyed seeing those birds fly. You know, he, yeah. he he enjoyed it as much as he enjoyed flying. Yeah. And and you think about Courtney B. You know, Courtney and B. and yeah. Angela and and uh, all and then all these playwrights that he helped. Mm -hmm. So his legacy is just so astounding. Um, and um, uh, he, but 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 learning to, to you know to enjoy watching others do what they love to do mm -hmm. it became what he loved to do mm -hmm. and now as far as being an artist in terms of actually doing it um i um it's there's no words for doing but they used to say uh if you do what you love you never work a day in your life mm -hmm. you know and um now Art is really tough because it is exacting. It is hard work. Anybody, uh, I, I always think of painters, but I, you know, look at dancers and and musicians and how they set themselves apart from other dancers and music, musicians is by going deeper and deeper into their own fingerprint of the work, mm -hmm. and that's what happens with you as an actor. Uh, and and so you, it, it's a, it's an art of self revelation. Uh, how much more are you willing to face about yourself, and finally give to a character? You're you're really there to bring a whole human soul to that uh, to that part, and and you're you're the lead in every character's life. You know the characters the lead in their own life. They, they may only be seen in the play for two or three scenes, but they have to have a whole day. You've got to have lived, you've got to have imagined or visualized and understood the whole day that character had before they came on stage. So there's just this part that the audience sees, but uh, what, you're, what you're creating, uh, what you have to provide is a whole life for that mm -hmm. character. Yeah. So... Um, 
I think that what George Bernard Shaw, I believe it was, who said that acting is the art of self-revelation because uh, you have to look deeper and deeper into you to give more and more to that character. And um, and everybody's not willing to do that, mm -hmm. and, and nor, nor does everybody have to. But it's a form of self-analysis mm -hmm. uh, uh, many times, and that's why a lot of, you know, and... Uh, uh, the great thing that you have as an artist, if you're fortunate enough, is that support group that doesn't need you to be anybody but you, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why it's great to, I got some partners, man, from grade school mm -hmm. that I've known since grade school. Mm -hmm. When we first drew a circle and put marbles in the middle and shot some marbles out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I got, I got people that I've known that long and known me that long. Yeah. And, um, that uh, that's a lot and right. uh and and um i i remember when my great grandmother held uh the the last born child last time i saw the oldest member in the family hold the newest born child and i was a child but i was in the room when that baby was handed into the oldest person has everybody was in the family was standing there and the barbecue was I guess smelling that and I was a kid waiting for my soda pop mm -hmm. and I knew then as a child this is important right, 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 <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. important yeah and as time went by I got to work with the playwright August Wilson mm -hmm. who put 10 years 100 years of plays and 10 100 years of, of life in 10 plays mm -hmm. And and they're all composed of that kind of moment. You know, right. it's about specializing in knowing that moment. And um, so so uh, I, I, you kind of feel like you're where you're supposed to be. I wouldn't, you know, if I had my druthers, there's a lot of sad, bad stuff and wrong choices that I made as a youth uh, that I wish I hadn't done everything like that. But they all are part of what brought me here. Mm -hmm. So looking back, mm -hmm. I feel like my uh, Angelo again. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Right. But uh, um, but but boy, it ain't no. You know, it's not. It's not all glamorous and all that like mm -hmm. that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But uh, but but uh, I'm on. I'm on the good side. I'm right. on the good side. Right. And um, art in general. How do you? How important do you think it is to? To that, that we keep hold of that like love for art like in society and in life in general because you know you see a lot of schools nowadays um cutting their programs and stuff like that to fund other things that people might say aren't necessarily going to benefit you more in the like in the real world compared to like what an art can you know um because it gives you that sense of just creativity and just that sense of being you know doing something that you hold true to yourself that you can put out to the world um well the great institutions of learning uh realize that even if you don't have a major uh that if, if you turn out an engineer that hasn't read a poem or enjoyed uh, uh a concert or seen a play or you know then you, that's the one that'll cut the corners on that building and it collapses. Mm -hmm. That's the person. 
Um, I guarantee you that the people who are part of, of January 6th, who were part of storming that Capitol, mm -hmm. who had a, 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 a Capitol officer being choked with his neck between the door and the door jam, that I guarantee you that they all saw a Christmas Carol or, 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 or uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. They might even have seen the great movie of Miracle Worker. But I don't think they had a season ticket to a, a group of plays or, or dances or concerts in their community that let them know that right here in this community, this art gets done. Mm -hmm. That they didn't go and sit next to uh, someone who they didn't know whether they were what their political persuasion was or, or, or what their religious persuasion was but they sat next to each other and laughed at the same joke mm -hmm. and then felt uh, you know they might not have cried but they sort of said hid their eyes you know mm -hmm. what I mean but it's that live performance it's that being a part the people who have really looked at the art of a statue uh, or a bust and understand when they see the three graces that there's a difference between that and the statue of somebody who owned slaves and 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 and, and fought against their own country mm -hmm. was a traitor you know say that that, that that's that's a monument that's not necessarily a work of art uh so i'm i'm saying uh yeah art is is crucially important to the expression of what it is to be a human being. Mm -hmm. People have got to have some sense that people are ourselves under other circumstances. Mm -hmm. That that uh, uh, you know, there's there's a certain amount of pain that I cannot inflict without understanding that that would hurt me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so art uh, for me is absolutely essential to being in a civilized society. Um, it's it's uh, if if this pandemic were to be outrageously viral and take out a lot of human beings. The only way anybody coming from somewhere else would know what we were is by looking at the paintings and the sculptings and the and the movies and the things that oh that's what existed there, mm -hmm. that's that's who they were, and uh, we would hope it would be the best of us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's an attempt. I think art is to to document our humanity, you know, and also to expose. Mm -hmm. our inhumanity you know to say look at it look at it right. is this what you want to be mm -hmm. you know but don't let the lie live longer than the truth man you got to you got to let you know right now it's a battle for the conscience of the country because it's about you know are we gonna are we gonna accept the truth however difficult it is don't we believe that that's gonna make us better Mm -hmm. that art is that truth to me the art is that that bitter pill 
that is sweet later. That's the thing uh, when they say, oh, bittersweet. But it's bitter for a moment, but it's sweet forever mm -hmm. if you accept right. and move forward, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it, it may be hard to swallow for a minute, but the health that you get from that yeah. pill, you know, right, right. Uh, uh, is, is, is well worth it. Cool, cool. Switching uh, subject or topics, um, Doom. Um, so that's your next big project coming out uh, October 1st. It's release date. It's supposed to come out. Now it's October 22nd. Oh, my October 22nd now. <laughs> that's, um, what they, that's what I hear. Um, so, yeah, I mean, by the time this comes out, you guys, it'll be out. Um, but um, or it'll be coming out. And um, it was supposed to come out uh, 2020, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And so they pushed it back to 2021. Um, I started reading the book. You it was, you said it was Frank. Uh, what was the Frank Herbert? Frank Herbert is the the author. It was written in the 50s, around that time, I believe. It's one of like the groundbreaking, I guess, um, sci-fi stories that pretty much kicked off like Star Wars and Star Trek and all those type of things. Um, and I started reading it. I'm almost done with it. I'm on the third part of the book. It's it's been a um, good in, a good interesting book. You know, I've never re uh, read a sci-fi novel, um, but it's you know I I had to read it a couple times at first, but then I got I got the hang of it. Understood what was going on. Um, you know, it's a great story. Um, it's a lot lot of things, a lot of moving parts, um, and it's a great read. Um, I just wanted to talk. Uh, if you could just talk about, give give more an explanation of like what it is, like what is doing, like your who you play, whatever you you know. Well, what yeah, you can. yeah. I you know I, I it is tough you know because um, it's such a well known book mm -hmm. uh, uh, generationally, mm -hmm. and uh, the spiritual dimension of the book is the first thing that grabbed me years ago when I you know. Mm -hmm. first encountered the book mm -hmm. uh and then in the, in rereading it uh and i and i did have to listen and read mm -hmm. uh, uh the second time right, you right. know because there's so many wonderful uh uh ways now to ingest the book mm -hmm. so i did i did you know read had the book but i also uh, played the, the tapes mm -hmm. and um i was uh, then not now struck by how important it is in terms of the undeniable climate change that we're going through now mm -hmm. and how total um, the the demands of of recognizing the pl the planet's truth mm -hmm. you know and, and and our grandchildren and all that you know so the book um, is is really a large work. It's mm -hmm. a huge work. It's yeah. it's it's biblical in its uh, proportions, and um, and I play this character Thufir Hawat, uh, who is a a, a, a human computer, mm -hmm. uh, I guess you you say, and uh, 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 and and, by, and 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 that's not a computer that's like a human i ain't not saying he's right, a great right. invention I mean, right. it's a he's a human uh, and, a, and a group of humans are yeah humans and and plant a, an alien whose kind whose 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 fellow beings have a computer-like brain mm -hmm. and uh uh 
uh, and that's a natural state, not a created state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he's part of the House of Atreides, so he's like a a, a Secretary of State or a, a Secretary of State and Science and and Technology all in one. Mm-hmm. So he w- right. works with the military, and you know, and because. Unfortunately, there's always conflict going on. Right, right, yeah. Uh, but um, so there's there's little else I could tell. Uh, but he is part. What I love about being part of this project is that it's an international cast, and it's great to be in in there with you know this this incredible yeah. cast, man. And um, so I enjoy that. And uh, I you know I don't want to. I, People gotta see this because here's the deal: this great filmmaker, Denis Villeneuve, uh, Denis uh, has taken this book, and um, the film that we are presenting is the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I hope with all my heart that uh, that they do the second half and I'm sure they I'm will. sure that yeah I feel sure they will yeah. but one thing I do know there's no way for anyone to see the first part of this film and say eh, maybe I'll see the other no nah, man yeah. you got it cuz right. I you know it the way it uh, and 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 the artists that are involved and uh, uh, the love affair, mm-hmm. uh, the chemistry between uh, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, uh, it's, 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 it's palpable, it's great to see. And, and, uh, and all of the threads mm-hmm. of it, you know, it's just marvelous in the vision. I can tell you what I recall being on the set, and this is a, for a certain age of people, they'll know. Um, but I'm sitting there in Budapest mm-hmm. and uh, on the set, and I look around me and I say, I'm in the Ten Commandments, man. You know, because I thought about being a kid, mm-hmm. going to the movies to see the Ten Commandments and Ben-Hur and, and this and that. And the sets, was, I remember that with a spectacle, you know, big screen. Yeah. And But I was sitting on a set that where those that larger scale mm-hmm. was present, you know, and I, and I was in the midst of it. And... Uh, I just, uh, uh, I realized, uh, again, just that, that whole journey. Uh, and, and, and also, when you talk about the power of art, that that book and its meaning for so many, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for so long, mm-hmm, right. and what it spurned and all. And that's why I, I say, as much as you, you'll never, you know, you can't capture the, the book, the book is in itself an artistic experience. Mm-hmm. I honestly do believe that this film is uh, uh, one of my, my favorite examples of how cinema can indeed, mm-hmm. you know, be its own medium, its own art form, its own thing, but capture an essence mm-hmm. uh, that uh, is is uh, it's a stunning thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is a stunning. Thing and and it can still send you back to the joys of the book, mm-hmm. you know. So all those who are who 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 love the book and go and see a movie and say, "Well, it didn't this," and say, "Oh right. man, come yeah. on, you're missing it. You're missing yeah. it." You know, suspend disbelief. Right. Allow the magic to pour over you, mm-hmm. and and because you'll never you'll never. It'll never replace the magic of dipping into the book, mm-hmm. but this is 
in and of itself mm-hmm. quite something, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you enough, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when you're doing roles now, how do you decide what roles you're going to um, take on now? in your career with the, do, do you audition <laughs> that's still a tough or one, man. You... oh of course yeah. uh, man you know to ask it's, you know to me I don't understand people say do you audition yeah uh, there's only one way to do all you can to get to play a role mm-hmm. and that's to audition for it right now uh, the ones that they ask me to do I don't say well, don't you think I ought to audition first? Right, <laughs> I right, say, no, right, man. Right. They asked me to play that part. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm happy as I can be. Right. And if it's not something that I really want to do, mm-hmm. there's not a chance in the world I'll audition for it. You know what I mean? Right. If, if I if I read it and they say, you know, and it's not about um, that I'm, I'm too good. But it, it's just, say, that this isn't moving me mm-hmm. to do it at age 71, you right. know what I mean? Right. I, it's not, it's not and, and I'll maybe I'll look at a page or two and say, oh, I don't need that humiliation. You right, know right, I mean? right, right, right. But, uh, like, there's a young brother named um, Alfonso Johnson. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's been working on a script, a brilliant script for a while, mm-hmm. man. And piece by piece, he's been getting mm-hmm. the soldiers together to do yeah. it, you know. Right. And, uh, and he came to me way early. Mm-hmm. And I met him on the high. He said, man, I'm in Syracuse. Will you meet me? Mm-hmm. I'm in Buffalo. He's in Syracuse. In meet Rochester. me halfway. <laughs> well, we were a little outside Rochester, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and we met. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's the first time. You know, I, and I read the script. And he said, well, talk to me about it, man. We went through all this. We, we we threw some stuff together and then I got into the process about a year in and he said, hey man, I, I hope I ain't throwing a curve at you, but uh, I was wondering if you'd move over to this role instead of that role we've been talking right. about. And I said, man, yeah. I said, not only that, I really like that role. You know what I mean? But all the time, I was I wanted to make sure I'm helping him. Right, you know? right. And I said, well, now I can't sign nothing now, man. I said, but if you need to be able to talk to somebody to say, I've got these people interested, you mm-hmm. know, because that comes up. Right. But, man, by the time we got around to uh, getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. he had somebody bigger than me for that part. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. had the part that he had right, originally right. asked me about. Right. But the part I always wanted you was the part he asked me to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I, and, and, that, and I would say this, it was not so much the part I always wanted, the part that my life had informed me the most for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it was the part that I, my life, I knew more about this mm-hmm. than I did that other thing. Right. I could play the other thing. Right. But this one was But this was the one that was uh, that was singing, killing me softly with yeah. his song. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, speaking of that, with roles, when it comes to roles, has there been a role that that you've taken, that you've done, and, and you were like, you, it didn't come out like that you the way you wanted it to or hoped for? Or that was there a role that you turned down that you wish you didn't turn down like it ended up being something like you like man I, I probably should have I wish I would have actually got involved with that project did you have anything like that well now uh, Russell uh, that's the shit we don't talk about okay <laughs> no 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 let me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you set me up for that man uh, <laughs> I mean, you ain't got a name. No, for, no, 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 no. But uh, but uh, uh, 
yes to both uh, uh, questions, but um, they were very much way back in my career. Mm-hmm. Like, now, when I was working mainly on the stage, mm-hmm. uh, there were some parts that I I literally I you know I had to, to take in order to uh, keep hearth, home and hearth together. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, keep the links. Um, because I wanted to make my contribution because I was married, my wife was working. And I, when I'm on unemployment, I'm just making enough money to, you know, right, right, right. do a little help. But she was doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. And so, you know, a job come along and say, man, you know, I'm going to do it. But I got to, I just got to feel good about myself. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, and I take it and do it. And then, and every time I'd hate that I did it, but, you know, yeah. but I, you know, you do, right. everybody don't like going to work every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um. So, and my, my, my pops, uh, he worked for the packing house. He slaughtered animals, man. So I know he didn't wake up with a smile yeah. on his face. Oh, let me go down here and cut up a cow, you yeah. know? That, uh, uh, so, question, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, somebody asked me, do you want to play? You want to cut up this cow or this hog? Man? Which one's your? I, uh, uh, so, so anyhow, I got, I, I got through that part of my life earlier, part of my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there have been times when I read a script and say, uh, wow, this is great, man. It's going to be when you get in the middle of making the film and you might find that um, they've already made changes that you, you know, yeah, that, you know, saying, oh, shoot, man, you know, um, but, you know, but, but that's just that's that's the. Uh, it's all in the game. Yeah. You know, it's all in the game. Yeah. Uh, um, um, when I heard uh, what this guy said, uh, I think it was Liam Neeson, you uh, said um, how much money that he charged. He said, well, you know, if it's, if it's something that I really like to do, he said, I always smile because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting this much money for it, you mm-hmm. know. But then he said, some, there's something that I say, Oh man, they can't pay me, enough. you know. And then, and then he's been paid, and he say, and they ask you afterwards down the line. Well, it's as long after you remember even going to work and the movie's coming out, and they're asking you, well, how was that experience? He said, and now you gotta say, oh well, you know, you gotta, you can't get on up and say, oh, I'm so glad that turkey is over. With. So he said, that's why I asked for all that money. Right. Yeah. But uh, I'm not. I've never been in that kind of a. Mm-hmm. position but I can tell you this what I've been very fortunate about is that every time I've been asked to be a part of the rollout of a film mm-hmm. uh, it's been something that I care deeply about mm-hmm. and um, uh, and I've been very fortunate about that because uh, uh, I've been in you know several uh, Oscar nominated films mm-hmm. and uh, and then I've been in others that weren't Oscar nominated that I, I was just as proud to be a part of, mm-hmm. you know. So I have very few uh, uh, horror stories about right. that in my recent years. Mm-hmm. But when when I was working as an actor in regional theater out in the country, you know, yeah. uh, you you do a season of plays. If you're lucky enough to be in a company mm-hmm. and you're going to do five plays this season, mm-hmm. uh, you're willing to take whichever one might be 
a bad experience with a particular director or where that director particularly had a problem with you or something mm-hmm. like that. At the time of living it, it seemed like absolute hell. Right. But in and retrospect, when you it look was, back, it was like it's, well, it's what you go through, man. I, I ain't the only one. Yeah. Know, right. So, so I know you mentioned you're 71 now. Um, been in this game for quite a while. So, what what motivates you to continue to keep going? Great stories. Yeah. It's the story, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I and I and I can honestly say that because I did teach for 30 years, mm-hmm. so I've got. Uh, that pension, and I've got Social Security pension, and I've got SAG after it. I'm also with equity, so I'm in you know so two years. Safe to say, you're pretty set. You have to act. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know, and I and I and I don't live beyond my means. And and my my, my wife of uh, uh, you know forty four years, uh, she worked and she's got you know so. Um, and our son, we only had the one child, and he's doing okay. Yeah. And the three grandkids are okay, and uh, cause he and his wife are doing right. Mm-hmm. So you know, God is good, and uh, um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm able to say no if I want to say no. Mm-hmm. Most times, though, what comes my way because of the developing image or whatever they think of as what I was supposed to be in, uh, I get to do stuff like Dev's, that, that series uh, yeah. on Hulu. Man, that's a joy. Yeah. And to be a part of American Saga, mm-hmm. the Wu-Tang Clan, you know, that yeah. I might get a call and say, hey, man, yeah. Uncle Hollis is back. You know, yeah. he's going to be appearing, you know. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's just uh, my cup runneth over, man, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there's anything... You know, I'd like to be in another one of the the Wilson movies. You know, when August Wilson, okay, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. because they're gonna do some more. And, and you know, I'd like to be in one. But um, yeah. but aside from that, um, I'm 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 good with what comes to my door. You know, now there's a play that's in development mm-hmm. uh, with a playwright that I really really like, uh, uh, Charles Smith. Um, I've known him for many many years. It's mm-hmm. a two hander. About um, uh, it was about a lot of things, but it the 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 the, the characters are one is one of Sally Hemings mm-hmm. sons, and the other is uh, 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 an enslaved person who was on the Monticello uh, uh, plantation. You know, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. and the two of them after the Civil War go back to Monticello to to see where they lived those mm-hmm. earlier enslaved years. Right. And uh it's it's a play in development uh by the Goodman Theater in Chicago and uh, we've done a, a one reading of it and we'll probably do another reading of it at, in its development. Mm-hmm. But it's shaping up to be something really magical and uh and so I would like to do that. Nice. Uh and they are asking for Riverside or Crazy. Uh, to maybe uh, go back to Broadway. Oh, nice! And uh, and I'm I I want my health yeah. to allow me to do those two stage pieces. Right, that's, right. That's, that's what I'm, I'm asking myself to be be ready for it. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. That's it. Cool, cool. Well, Steve, I only got about I think a couple more questions. Uh, I really appreciate you um, doing this. Um, I guess, yeah. Actually, two questions that I think. <laughs> um, so. Just uh, do you have any like words of wisdom or advice for fellow actors or just artists in general in life just who may not see 
it going the way that they want it to go or they feel like they might you know they feel like giving up and you know trying something different or just you know whatever just well, you know I, I tell you I think I've said that about you know the the career you seek may elude you mm -hmm. but the craft is in your hand keep working on the craft mm -hmm. but the other thing is um, it is possible that it's not for you mm -hmm. and you know I, I, I remember someone told me about their stage fright and now if you got nerves that's about how much you care mm -hmm. Because you care so much, you want it to go well, so you have nerves. Mm -hmm. But if you are frightened mm -hmm. to go out there, if it starts to, you know, there are only a few people who are so frightened to go out that they would throw up before each show and everything and go out and be brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've heard of that. You get a great red skeleton. And uh, and I heard that there was a period in Olivier's life that... Mm -hmm. Stage fright. It was, it was paralyzing yeah. for him way later in his life. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're young and you're starting out in it, and, and uh, if there's something else you can do and make a contribution, you know, because <laughs> it may be the theater that you love, it may be the arts that you love, and you think that you're supposed to be an actor in it mm -hmm. and there may be something else that you right. can contribute. Yeah. Now, it's not, you know, what maybe someone expects to hear, but what's what's really important is that you make a contribution that fulfills you as a person. Mm -hmm. And and uh, uh and if you can leave uh happy, fulfilled children in the world, mm -hmm. if you can find a great life partner and the two of you can work together uh, and, and it's not always a bed of roses but but if you have each other, you all can make it through mm -hmm. um, that's, there's some, some very meaningful things in life like that mm -hmm. and so because um, if you if you really love performance uh you know you might walk away for a little while but you'll be back mm -hmm. you know what i mean but if it's if it's something that is tearing at you uh i i, I know i've got some dear friends who were really good at it mm -hmm. but they were such a sensitive instrument that the business just tore them up mm -hmm. you know yeah. it just the people treated each other cruelly and i get you're just not not suited for that, and they find a way to make their contribution. Mm -hmm. They find their way. So I, um, the only words of wisdom I have is is to work on your craft when you when your career is low, and um, find find an outlet for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it's not working out. Um, Really look around, see what see what brings you joy. Cause see what usually is happening is when you're not working at at, at acting, you find something mm -hmm. you know that that brings you joy. Right. Follow that joy, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Um, final question, Steve. When it's all said and done, how would you like your legacy and your art to be? What What is the 
the message like how do you want your legacy to look when it's all said and done in terms of your art well I guess Eddie he was able to work at the the top of his game um, for quite a while he worked with some of the some of the greats in the business and managed to do that and be a, a father and a husband. Um, that would be, yeah, I, I, I like him to say that he, he played with all the big boys and girls and, and, and he managed to be there when his uh, son needed him and, uh, and when his wife needed him. Yeah. Also like to add great mentor, teacher and friend as well. And, you know, helping out others, you know, when he didn't have to, you know, I, I emailed him through, <laughs> didn't even know him personally. And he reached out and, and, and now we're here and, you know, God willing, maybe we'll actually perform together one day. So that would be real full circle for sure. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of artist life. Remember, remember what I said? Um, keep, um, a lookout on for we'll see about that that'll be out um with me and, my, and jose um doing the food reviews um in the meantime i'll see you guys later peace love and blessings